Take my advice. You have to be very careful. If you call out to one of the dead, all of them can hear you. Hello and welcome to Phantom Fridays. Today we have case number one with Davey. The following is an account of his true paranormal events. Let's dive right into his story. Was it just an isolated experience or have you experienced paranormal activity before or since then uh since then yes very brief briefly though mm-hmm. um but i've had um i've always like since i've met my friends growing up i've told them about this story all the time and you know they kind of be, they're kind of like oh yeah whatever dave you know and uh but i'm like well it happened you know i can't mm-hmm change that that it happened right um but as the years went by i've had other friends start to experience shit and they're like holy shit dave i never believed anything like that but it's happened to me now and it's like holy shit and i can get into all those stories too well so how old were you uh the first time um i was about i think 10 or 11 really yeah and you know it was my brother had just uh shipped off to the military he got married he moved out um actually i don't know if he got married first Ah, um yeah i think he got married first and then he shipped off and then um i was my bedroom was at the top top level of the house it was a basement main level and top level and so my my bedroom was up there so when he moved out i was like fuck yeah i'm taking the basement now i got the huge (laughs) room right yeah so 10 or 11 year old davy i think i was 11 and uh so this was 1990 it's crazy the the way back machine right i'm aging myself here (laughs) but um so yeah i go i move some of my stuff downstairs I uh, sleep down there the first night. Everything was great. I'm like, oh, yeah, big room. But it's really dark down there. And the, my bed was in the corner of the basement. So I had to, like, walk, like, uh, what was it, about 15 feet to the light switch? No. Yeah, that's that's when you're a kid. That's a lot. That's the green mile when you're a kid. Right? It's like... <laughs> Uh, yeah get me in the dark before i get to that fucking switch but um yeah so first night was fine I, I didn't i wasn't scared or anything wasn't nervous and the second night i went down and my dog was at the foot of my bed i turned the lights out hit the bed my dog was at the foot of my bed and um i don't think i was laying in bed for more than five minutes and i heard this deep voice in directly in my right ear 
and it said the word like this, just like crack. That's it. And, yeah, just the word crack, and it was like it was loud, but it was also it had it was disembodied, right? And it had this kind of echo to it, like a really quick echo, like it was like crack, crack, crack kind of thing, right? Okay, I can't really just I can't really imitate it. I can't even go as deep with my voice of how deep the voice sounded. I was like, like, I can't do it. But uh, after I heard that voice, I was paralyzed in fear for about a good 20, 30 seconds, like stoned, completely paralyzed. Like, what the fuck was that? And after that 20, 30 seconds, I, it's like I could see in the dark and I bolted it upstairs two levels into my parents bedroom and I jumped in between them on the bed and they were like what the hell is going on I'm like I heard a voice I heard a voice I heard a voice I was scared shitless were there windows in the basement um there was one but or one or two but they were in like the the storage room which was closed off and the laundry room which was like way past the light switch Okay, so I don't know how it is in Canada, but where I grew up in Ohio, there were a lot of unfinished basements. Okay. And so people could potentially make a makeshift bedroom down there, but it was a cement floor and cinder blocks on the walls and just it was unfinished, quote unquote. So when you say basement... What are we looking at here? Was it like an actual bedroom or were you just kind of hodgepodging some bed and, and dressers and stuff down no, there? No, it was it was pretty much a finished basement. Like it had um you go down the stairs, it was pretty pretty long flight of stairs. And then it was pure open concept, except for the storage room and the laundry room. And I think yeah, there was an I think there was another storage room under the stairs. That could be another house, though. Yeah, I don't think there was. But, um, yeah, you, you go down the stairs, you turn right, and it's all open concept basement, and the bed is, like, straight ahead. And then to the right is more space, which is which is where I had... My, my TV was, face, was facing me from the stairs. Um, and then to the left of that was the laundry room, and behind me to the left was the storage room, which okay. was closed off. So I'm just trying to get like a mental image in my mind because, you know, when you when you say basement, the first thing I think of is just this creepy. No, no, it didn't look silent carpeted. It had like wood panel walls. Nothing was unfinished. It was an older house. I think it was built in the 60s. Mm hmm. Okay. 60s or 70s. Yeah. And we were there from about 87 or 88 until 92 or 93. So we can eliminate just a creak in the floor or the basement just being kind of creaky and cracky and Yeah, I would I would imagine because the the basement floor was like concrete but carpet on right. top, right? Okay. And did your brother ever say he experienced anything in the basement? No, and he believes that I'm fucking whacked for believing what I experienced because <laughs> he doesn't believe in anything. He doesn't believe in really? conspiracies, UFOs, ghosts, none of the fringe stuff. He, 
he's like, in fact, I told him to listen to my interview with Peril, and he's like, there's no conspiracy stuff in there, is there? I'm like, not really. And he goes, good, because that shit pisses me off. I'm like, why does it piss you off? <laughs> so like, I just don't get it. It's an interesting concept, though, that maybe he's so closed down to experiencing anything that he could legit have a demon pop out of his closet and he's like, oh, something I ate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a hallucination. You know, yeah. those kind of people who just yeah. will not admit that there could be something supernatural. No, there's there's nothing. It doesn't exist. Uh, there's no afterlife. When we die, we just become worm food. That's it. We're gone. And you that know, is such a depressing he enjoys his life though i'll give him that all right so you run up the stairs you get in the bed with your parents had did anything else happen after that uh yeah i moved my shit back upstairs next day really (laughs) i moved everything back up that i moved down in two days within two or three days but i still went down there to play video games like I, i left it open for that so my friends came over it was like i could have like 10 people over and we'd be like not crowded you know it was great mm-hmm. i loved it i love that house i still dream about it too it's crazy that's interesting you say that because i've i had a lot of paranormal experiences at my grandma's house and so did my cousin Brittany. But when I have like a really bad nightmare, it's always back in that house. And I'm in my old bedroom and like something's coming down the hallway chasing me and I can't get away or the hallway just extends longer and longer. And my cousin Brittany says the same things. If she has a horrible nightmare, she's in that house. And yeah. so you're saying like you still dream about it and stuff. And I think I still, I've, I've moved uh, probably like six or seven times in the same city because my parents were always renting and the landlord would be like, OK, I, I got to give you this date to get out. Right. Not that we were bad tenants or anything. It's just that's how it was. So like the house that I lived in before that one is the one is the earliest I can remember. Mm-hmm. And I think I was about four when we moved in, and I was like eight, eight, eight years old when we moved out of there. Um, but I had a little bit of an experience, a couple experiences there as well. And I don't know if it was just my mind playing tricks on me. It probably was, but I don't know. Like for example, I've always been a huge Kiss fan. And I had this kiss, you know, those black and white flags you can buy of like bands. I had a kiss one like that. And um, I opened my eyes in the middle of the night one time and I saw Ace Frehley on the on the on the flag, like legit fucking like wink at me. And I fucking tore that poster down. Really? Kept it for years and so finally sold it at a garage sale one day and I didn't even want to like touch it. Like it freaked me out that much. So maybe you're just what they call an experiencer. Because I, I feel like I am too. You know, to you you hear stories about a husband and a wife, and I've said this before, they live in the same house, they sleep in the same bed, 
They're doing all the same shit together. The wife is experiencing crazy paranormal activity. The husband thinks she's crazy because nothing ever happens to him. And every episode of a haunting or any true life paranormal show that you watch, it's always some shit like that. One of them experiences all kinds of crazy shit. She's getting like molested by ghosts every night. And the husband's just Z's, you know, snoring. And I think that you can either be open to experiencing stuff like that or you're just not. Right. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, another time in that same house, not the, the one with the crack voice, but the one with the Ace Freely wink. Uh, it was it was a bungalow and it had like four steps up to the next level. Um, and again, I'm probably like five years old. In, in the living room, we had like four speakers all around the living room, like in all the different corners, like a stereo system, right? And one night I opened my eyes and I could hear static coming from the stereo. It's probably like three, four in the morning. When I get out of bed, I'm like, what is that? And it's all staticky and it seems like it's getting louder and louder and louder. And I go to the living room to see the stereo and the stereo just turned right off. And Ew. the static stopped. And I'm like, oh, I ran back upstairs, <laughs> right? And then you move into this new house. Right. And I guess the question of the hour is, did something follow you? I don't know. Because I didn't really... that. The Ace Frehley thing stuck in my mind for quite a long time. But again, I didn't know if that was my young imagination running wild or not. Oh, I could still see it, though. <laughs> uh, Even if you take that out, the stereo thing definitely wasn't your imagination. It seems like it wasn't. It could have been a dream, though, because it's very vague. You but, were so uh, little, though. <laughs> I know. I was like four or five. This is like 40 years ago. Um, Everything that but, happened to me when I was four or five feels like a dream right now. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Including my uncle, who when I was a baby, I could still see this. He, um, him and my aunt were babysitting me. He was hammered. And my aunt was ba uh, bathing me in this little pink plastic tub on the, on the kitchen table. And she stepped away for a moment and my uncle came over and he was had a big smile on his face and he was holding my head under the water. Mm, mm. And that I can still see. And I was a baby. And from then on, it's why I still have a fear of going underwater. That's the trauma. Mm -hmm. You have PTSD. Mm -hmm. It's Honestly, crazy. Baby. I know. I know. And fuck your uncle, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, he's gone now. He's not dead, but he's they divorced a long time ago. My aunt, God bless her, is she died um quite a while back. She was in a snowmobiling accident. Mm. And this is when her and I were really reconnecting. Right 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 at that point, him and her and I were really reconnecting and talking all the time. And next thing I know, I get a, a my parents tell me she was in a snowmobiling accident. Her her fiance at the time was ahead of her and he looked back and he couldn't see her. He's like, where did she go? And he trailed back and found her with her neck broken. Her neck, she hit her, her 
neck on a tree branch and it snapped and killed her instantly. Oh my god. Horrible. God bless it. And I just saw, I just at my other aunt's house for Christmas dinner and I saw a picture of her and I'm like, oh god, you know? Mm hmm. There, I always said that there are guardian angels though. Yeah. For sure. They're still around. That's what how I look at it, which is why when people say you die and you're just dirt, I just never have vibed with that. I can never I can never uh buy into that. Which I, I guess if you have unfinished business, that's what creates a ghost, right? Unless it's just straight up evil and then it's a demon. Yeah, that's another thing I don't agree with when Christians say that all ghost activity is demonic. I just don't believe that either. It's got like, to be there's, somewhere there's something in that the we middle. call the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. If spirits are demonic, does that mean the Holy Spirit is demonic? You know, because it, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, you're going to lump every ghost in there except for the Holy Spirit as demonic. Doesn't make and, sense. you know, I'm in a weird middle ground right now, which I guess is why I've started this new mini-series. Because I want to hear more true experiences, like your experience, obviously, and your conspiracy theories like I am. So there's so much more to think about, even beyond just the experience. Because my sister has said before she's felt like my grandpa has passed through her house and she can smell him as if it was really him standing there and she can smell his cologne and she can almost like feel his energy in there and it's so beautiful and it just brings her to tears. And yeah. it's for me to say like, well, you got tricked by a demon. It's I just, can't, I, no, no. It's, I'm in a weird middle ground where I'm just trying to get different people's opinions and experiences and kind of conglomerate them all together and it has to be somewhere in the middle it can't yeah. all be demonic no i don't believe that i don't believe that for a second and so would you say overall and we're going to get further into the stories of the house with the crack voice mm -hmm. but was it overall a negative experience? Like you felt like it was a demon or you felt like it was just trapped energy in there? I, like I said, I was terrified from it. So I don't think whatever it was in there was really friendly per se. It didn't do anything physically or anything, but it was just disembodied voices. And every time I heard this thing, it sounded exactly the same. And it said crack every time or something different? No, no, no. It said something different every time. So you move all your stuff upstairs. Did it follow you upstairs? Not that, I, not that I'm aware of. Um, but the second incident was also in the basement. While my mom was home watching TV in the living room. And I was downstairs playing Sega Genesis something on Sega Genesis and listening. I still remember I was listening to Kiss Alive 2 to the left of me. Um, and I don't remember exactly the time period of like how long after the first encounter was, but I'm just sitting there and I can hear my mom from the top of the stairs saying, David, I go, 
pause the game, go upstairs. I see my mom sitting in the living room and I'm like, mom, what's up? She's like, what? I'm like, you need to call me? She's like, no. I'm like, okay. I thought nothing of it. I just went back down started playing again. And probably like five minutes later, I hear it again. David, what the hell? Sounds just like my mom, right? And I go upstairs. Mom, what's up? She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you called me again. She's like, no, I didn't. I swear. I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on, right? Now I'm getting weirded out. Because my mom's not like a prankster or anything. She was never okay, yeah. one to like trick me or anything, right? Yeah. So I go back down and like 10 minutes later, I'm still playing. And I hear it again, but it was like... And I just fucking dropped my controller and I ran upstairs and I sat in the living room with my mom. And I was terrified to go back downstairs and turn everything off. I just so left it all on. It was like a David... Yeah, like David, like it was angry at me. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Did you tell your mom? I didn't tell her. <laughs> oh my gosh. You didn't want to freak her out. No, I didn't want to freak her out because she kind of believes in stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. But the first, the first time it happened to me with the crack voice and I jumped into their bed, the, of course, like any parent would say, oh, you've watched too many movies, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you know? Night of the Living Dead too many yeah. times. And don't get me wrong, I was into horror movies even since I was like five years old. Like I saw Dawn of the Dead and Evil Dead when I was like five because my older brother is, right? They'd rent movies, bring them home, and let, let me watch it with them while my parents weren't home. Yeah, that's how I was too. I was watching horror movies when I was a really little kid. But yeah. I never I I never I had only one bad dream after I watched a horror movie and it wasn't even like an actual horror movie, Davey. It Same was here. um it was the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary. I watched it when I was in like the 4th grade with my mom and I had a horrible nightmare that night oh, after sure. i watched it because the worst and scariest demons that you can imagine are actual human beings yeah. yeah so what interests me the most about the paranormal is when you watch scary movies you're like okay it's hollywood it's just mm, pretend whatever but when you go and find actual paranormal experiences the stuff that really happens to people is almost scarier than anything that they could put in a movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I totally agree about that. And right off the top of my head, I was kind of thinking about the conjuring in that family and what happened to them. And a lot of the movie was dramatized, yes, but can you imagine living through that? Fuck no. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'd be out of there so fast. But people stick around. I mean, even after you heard the voice calling from you and it sounded like your mom, I bet you lived there another year before you guys actually ever moved out. Oh, I lived there for like another two or three years, yeah. See? 
Yeah, but I'm just a kid, though. I don't have any say in the matter, right? Yeah, but I'm just surprised you didn't tell your mom because that would be the first. I'd be like, Mom, there's devils in this house. (laughs) I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was a ghost, you know, Uh, because I didn't I've never seen anything in there. It was always just voices. And sounds probably. Did you ever hear when you were upstairs, you heard footsteps downstairs, downstairs, you heard footsteps upstairs kind of thing? I never never heard heard footsteps. It was always voices. Ooh, that's worse. (laughs) I know. I know. Was that the last experience thing? No. (laughs) The third one, which validated everything for me, was there was this time when my brother came home to visit with his wife. And my fa- him and my mom and dad, and maybe my aunt or whatever, they all went out for a night of bingo. So she stayed home with me to look after me. And we were playing, we were playing like a board game or cards or something in the dining room. And the way the top level, the, the main level is set up is uh, you walk into the house and to the right is the stairs going up. Uh, to the left is the living room with a fireplace. Straight ahead is a hall, and to the right is a bathroom, small bathroom. And beyond the hallway is the dining room and the kitchen to the left. Now, the living room has a doorway that goes into the kitchen and dining room, but it had like these kind of like cowboy doors, you know? Oh, like the, the saloon, saloon door. doors. Yeah. So we're sitting in the di- in the dining room and playing a game or whatever. And she says, can you grab me a drink? I'm like, yeah, sure. So there was nothing cold in the fridge. So I grabbed her a, a soda from the, the closet and it was warm. <laughs> I still remember specifically. I went to the closet, grabbed the soda, went back in, gave it to her. She said, thank you. And then right after she said, thank you, we heard in the living room through those French doors. Thank you. Shut up. And she looked at me wide-eyed. I looked at her wide-eyed, and she we both stood up, and she grabbed my hand super tight. And she's like, did you just hear that? I was like, yeah, I heard that. And we both started walking towards down the hallway into the living room and looked around. No stereo was on. No window was open. No nothing. And she looked at me. She said, um... Let's just go wait out on the porch outside for everybody to get home. Like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. But so somebody else heard it. Somebody else heard it finally. After like a year or two of me, you know, daily life, I don't really think about it too much because it happened. It's in the past, but then it happens again. And then that goes kind of goes away. And then the third thing happens and it's like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> so again, I'm probably like 11 at this point. And, you know, I don't, I don't remember if we told anybody when they got home. Cause you know, like people just, they just won't buy into it. They won't leave you. Right. Um, but the real kicker is for me after that moving into another house we went to my brother's house in ottawa for christmas day i think it was like 1992 or 93 
yeah, 93, I believe. I was in grade nine. And uh, we get there at like six in the morning. We drove through the night, you know, early morning. We opened presents, all that stuff when we got there. And then my dad and I took a nap in my brother's basement. And then when that happened, um, that's my first uh, out-of-body experience happened. At your brother's house? Yeah, yeah. I'll never in forget. In another it. basement. Yeah, yeah. So it, what was, was that like? It was... I've described this to somebody else, uh, I think a couple weeks back. Oh, it was the Boozy Brothers. I've been the Boozy Bros. I've, I had an interview with them. I was not I was on New York Patriot Show, and I told them about what my experience was like, and they said, that's exactly what mine was like. I'm like, okay, cool, because I've never had anybody else say that to me. Yeah, I thought it was like a unique thing. So what it was like was... It's just all of a sudden you feel your fucking soul coming out of your body and all I could hear was radio static, high pitch frequency, and my heart going and then like the bee. And everything was in black and white. And I'm heading up towards the stairs. I'm going up the stairs and around the corner and I get really freaked out. And I went zip right back in my body and I go, whoa. What the fuck was that? Did you do drugs? No, I was only, I was just a little, I never really touched marijuana, didn't do acid yet. That was later. <laughs> okay, so see what I mean? You're just one of those kind of people who, fortunately or unfortunately, are an experiencer of these things. Right, and this, I look at everything that's happened now, like, from my past as a good thing because like even though it was terrifying it's made me realize that there is like we are a soul right mm -hmm. that's what grounds me is my experiences and nobody can take that away from me and i can't i can only share my stories i can't give my experience to anybody else and it's up to the listener or the you know me as the the storyteller for them to believe me or not. That's not my issue, right? I've said that before, too, because some of the things that have happened to me sound so... Over the top. Over the top would be a good way to put it. Yep. And you don't want to seem like a lunatic. Mm-hmm. Or even attention. I actually don't even give a shit if people think I'm crazy or not. That's that's why my the the tagline for my podcast is where crazy feels like home, right? Because if you got your stories, you can come share them and be crazy with me too. So what after you had an out-of-body experience, did you experience any I would assume yes, that you've experienced even more after that. Yes. Yeah. Up until just recently, actually. Any, like, profound? The one that I had, which was probably about five, six months ago. Oh, God, time's flying so fast now. I was I was having a day nap. I was napping during the day. And, yeah, my vibration just started going. And here I go, off to wherever the hell it was. 
and it felt like I was in space, like outer space, but everything was blue and there were like stars and I could hear other people talking about God or other gods having conversations. And it was, I couldn't really focus on it, but I could hear it. And when I came back in, I could still hear them very faintly for about a few seconds before. You woke up. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Were you on drugs this time? Nope. I have to ask, Davey. I'm just saying. No, that's fine. That's fine. No, it was during the day. It was, uh, I had a day off, I think. And yeah, I just, oh, I'm going to take a nap. And yeah, it happened again. It happened. It's happened quite a few astral projections. And there was only, it was only the first time and the second time where I could hear that high pitched squeal and radio static. Mm-hmm. One time, like the second time it happened to me, I had friends over and it was like 3 30 in the morning. And it was like, I was in high school and I was like, guys, I, I got to go to bed. I'm fucking tired. Right. So they stayed up, played video games in my living room. I'm, li- I'm living in an apartment building at that time. And I go to sleep and yeah, it happened again. I'm traveling out the door and I get freaked out again. And they come back in again. And I'm like, ooh, it wasn't as scary that time though. Because I already experienced it, right? You already kind of knew what it was. Yeah. yeah. That still would be scary to me. Maybe that's why I've never experienced it. Because I'd have a full-blown anxiety of fucking tech. Well, the first time... My first experience, like I told you, there's more to that story. Like, after it happened, I was just... It was Christmas Day, and I was a complete and utter wreck of a zombie. Because I didn't know what the hell just happened to me. I knew what it was, but, like, I've always heard stories about out-of-body experiences and astral travel and all that stuff. But it just happened to me, and now I know it's real. And now I'm like, what is this? (laughs) What am I living in right now? Is this real? Was that real? Is what's on the other side more real than what we have here. I was questioning all these things in my mind as like a 13 year old. And that's heavy. I couldn't couldn't talk to anybody. We had like probably like 10 people of family members in in the living room. And I just went up to my brother and I I couldn't take it anymore. I had to tell him to my brother. I said, dude, I'm, I'm pretty sure I just had an out of body experience. He's like, he said just what my fucking parents said to me when I had that first voice encounter. He said, dude, I think you've been watching too many movies, <laughs> you know? Really? And I'm just like, okay, they don't want to hear it. I'm just going to snuggle up on the TV or watch TV and not enjoy the movie because questions are running through my head constantly. And I feel like I'm like nothing. I, I, don't know what happened to me and it just ruined my day well you're (laughs) questioning reality yeah yeah and to be so young questioning reality i mean i was kind of young when i started questioning reality but not that young yeah i went like 12 or 13 i knew about conspiracy theories when i was 12 or 13 but i had never actually lived through something like that and I feel like you kind of went into the further for a second. <laughs> That's what it felt like because when I came back, I, like I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't do anything all day. I was just, ugh, what just happened to me? Like I feel 
like that should not have happened <laughs> but of course later on in life i was like it happened i think it happened to me because god was telling me dude i am real you know mm-hmm. and it's also it's also helped you on your journey through not only conspiracy theories but to help wake other people up who have had similar experiences and they don't know what they are or they want to act like they never happened it's like no it happened to me too it's real and yeah. let's talk about what it is i think i think there's a there's a lot of people that have reached out to me after i've had them on and they say i feel really comfortable talking to you because you don't invalidate my experiences right and i think that's a big thing with me is that I have a lot of connection with people who think that they're nuts, but they're not, you know? Because mm. I know, like, like I'm not somebody who hasn't experienced these things. I've experienced them, and it helps me to uh, try to talk to people and figure out what happened to them, right? instead of just being like, oh, you watch too many movies, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, no. If this has happened to you, it's happened to me. Let's talk about it, right? And so didn't you actually find the person who moved into the creepy <laughs> voice house? Yeah, so part of this journey? Yeah, so um we moved out of there probably like nine like I said, ninety-two, ninety-three or whatever. And um ever since then I've several times I've went by mom, can we drop by the old house, you know? She's like, okay. We drive by there. I just want to get a glimpse of it. I'm like, okay, you know, nobody's out there, whatever. Then I get my license and I get to drive by there, whatever I want to see if anybody's out there. I don't want to approach the, get out of my car and approach the, the, the porch and knock on the door and sound like a crazy person. Right. So I keep driving by there. Not like a, a ton of, a ton, maybe probably like seven or eight times throughout from 93 until just the past couple years not very often right but every now and then i'm like i gotta see the house mm-hmm. so, finally one day it was summer it was hot i drive by there and i see nobody there but there's a car in the driveway all the doors all four doors are open the trunk is open and i'm like okay this is my shot so I park on the, not in front of the house, but like a door down on the, by the curb. I get out of my car and I see this guy coming down the driveway. He's up, he's up on his phone by the trunk. I'm like, hey man, how's it going? He's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, uh, well, uh, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what to say, right? Mm-hmm. And by this time I've already started the podcast. Right. Yeah. So I kind of used that as a, like a segue. I said to him, uh, uh, I have a podcast and I talk about, you know, paranormal stuff, conspiracy stuff like that. He's like, oh, okay. And, um, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? That's probably what he's thinking. <laughs> right. So, so he, I'm like, yeah. And, um, you know, I, not to sound, crazy or anything but i used to live here and he's like really i'm like yeah early 90s or from late 80s to early 90s i grew up here for a few years 
He's like, shit, man, that's when we moved in was the early 90s. And I'm thinking you probably moved in right after we moved out because they bought the house. That's mm-hmm. why I think that's why the uh, landlord wanted us to move because he found a, a buyer, right? So um, he's like, yeah, we grew up here, man. And uh, I said, that's awesome. And uh, he said, I said, not to sound like crazy or anything, but have you had any paranormal experiences here growing up? He said, and he's uh, still on his phone where he's like, well, he kind of like smiled and he said, I don't believe in that shit, but my sister here does. And by that time, his sister, his younger sister was uh, taking stuff out of the car. They were just, they just came back from a camping trip and uh, she had a big smile on her face. And he said, Katie, do you want to talk to this guy? And she said, ah, oh, yeah. And I'm like, what's up? And she she was like, you used to live here and you had ghost go- like ghost encounters here? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, my God. This is crazy. And she told me a couple of the stories that happened to her in that house. She said one time she was brushing her hair in the, the upstairs bathroom. She felt a hand rub across the small of her back and she looked at the back and there's nothing there right she's like what the fuck was that and she said another time she was in the basement and she heard this voice say her name katie in her ear and like behind her right and like holy shit so right away i'm like huge goosebumps because this is absolute confirmation and validation for me so i give them my contact information my instagram and whatnot and like probably a week later or no it was like two or three days later this girl messages me on instagram she said are you the guy that used to live in our house i'm like yeah that would be me and she's like (laughs) i'm the oldest i'm the oldest of the three and she said i really want to talk to you because i want to know what happened to you here because i've had so many things happen to me and i'm like holy shit so i'm like okay this Saturday, I shot her the date. I'm like, do you want to get on the podcast? We'll talk about it on there. She said, yeah, I'm pretty sure we can. Let's set the date. And then Friday came along. She said, I can't. Something came up. I can't do it. I'm like, okay, well, I'll shoot you another date. So I started shooting her another date and another date. And she wouldn't reply. And I'm like, what's going on here, right? No reply. She'd read it, but wouldn't, wouldn't reply with anything. And I was like, so excited to talk to her. And she just ghosted me every single time. And I I put out one last message. I said, look, if you don't want to come on the podcast because you might feel uncomfortable, that's fine. But can we at least have a phone conversation about it? Fucking Julia, fucking nothing. Nothing. Why? I don't know. I've, I've discussed this with many people and they said, Maybe she doesn't want to drudge up the energy that's in that house by talking about it. I don't know. So never, still never heard from her? Nope. And she still follows me on Instagram. I still follow her. She's taking videos of herself in the house. And I recognize that fucking living room from when I was a kid. The fireplace is still there. It's crazy. You think that she can't talk about the experiences while sitting in the house 
and that's just too much for her it might freak her out like she might get anxious when talking about this stuff because she's sitting right there right and you know depending on how bad it's gotten for her she's lived there a lot longer than you have you did you know it could it's possible it could have even escalated past just like voices or yeah and so the main thing is they know what scares you the most let's say it's a demon they already know what scares you the most so you're gonna sit where inside the house where it's all happening and, and talk, talk about it, it. and yeah. so it might be enough for anyone to feel intimidated or, or scared to actually if she ever moves out i bet you might get a message and and right maybe be able to talk to her then but i think while she's still living there and then you maybe she doesn't even want to hear what you have to say about when you live there because it's going to be it's going to validate to her that her experiences are real and she may not have anywhere else to go and she's stuck there in the demon house exactly so there's so many different aspects to that but i wish so she clearly had has stuff or had stuff happen to her there though she has yeah she told me straight out she said i want to know what you've experienced here because i've had so several things happen to me here she said wow but i told her if you want to if you want to hear what happened to me just go to my first episode like that i told it all right there mm-hmm. and uh yeah, she yeah, just totally totally goes to me, and I'm, I don't blame her for that. And you know, the, the other thing about this is Julia, my brother who was living there and got shipped off to the military. His wife that heard it with me. This is pre-internet, obviously, right? Early '90s. Um, years later, when Facebook came out, <clears throat> my brother and her already had a divorce. And I found her on Facebook and I reached out to her like, hey, how are you doing? Like, I miss you. I miss those times, you know? Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, cool, cool, right? And I missed you too. And because she's the mother of my niece and nephew, right? So, right, yeah. But uh, I brought up the I brought up the, the encounter. And I said, do you remember that time we were in the kitchen? We both heard that voice. And she fucking flat out said, yeah, that didn't happen. She said, yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah. So she's even in denial. She's in denial, yeah. Why does that happen to people? People don't want, people either take the blue pill or the red pill. I think it's as simple as that. Maybe. You either either believe that you want to expand your consciousness or just leave it as it is and eat the steak. Eat that bite of steak and be ignorant. Think about it, though. People distance themselves from stuff like that with time and, oh, well, we're divorced. Let me forget that part of my life. That never happened. Let me blah, blah, blah. Nothing's ever happened to me since then. Therefore, that must have never happened. Right. It's easy to kind of bury stuff under the rug like that. I'm pretty sure there's a few members of my family who are like that, too, because I know that they used to say that they they either saw stuff or heard stuff or both at my grandma's house but it's been so many years since it happened they'll say it could have just been my imagination though and i'm like yeah all seven of us were imagining 
the same. <laughs> you know, it just they don't want to come to grips with that it was a real experience. It's and the thing is too, like conspiracy theories, everything, all the fringe stuff, UFOs, paranormal, religion, religiosity, everything. Everything that is not based in their reality, they want nothing to do with it, including my brother. He's like, it's all fucking bullshit, man. It's all bullshit. And they get so mad. And I'm just sitting there like, I'm just telling you what I've experienced. Like, you don't have to get so mad at me, you know? And like the mm -hmm. fact that he texted me and said, oh, was that interview with that musician having conspiracy stuff in it? Because that shit pisses me off. And I'm like, why would it get you so mad? And I asked my oldest brother that. I said, yeah, dude, my brother, I'm not going to say my brother's names, but I said, yeah, uh, let's say his name's Steve, right? Steve texted me and said, you know, I'll, I'll listen to that interview if there's no conspiracy related stuff, because that shit pisses me off. And I said, why would it make him so mad? And he's like, his fucking mind is closed, dude. So your older brother, he's into everything we are. Yeah, my brother is always like asking me, you got a show tonight? I'm curious, who do you have on? And he's always so curious as to how the conversation went and, you know, but my other two brothers, forget it. My sister, forget it. Really? Youngest and he's the oldest and him and I connect so much better than my other siblings. Wow. He's like 60, 62 now or something like that. Maybe he's been through some things himself. Well, his wife passed away a long time ago, and he swears that she blesses him from time to time. She comes by, visits him, and gives him a little bit of a sign. So he's, he's totally... Yeah, yeah. Just like I was saying with the guardian angels, my sister says the same thing about my grandpa. She, and she lives in a house that was built brand new. No one's ever lived there before her. She actually moved in like the week after it was built or something on some crazy like COVID cell. And um, she still, she feels like my grandpa comes and visits her from, from time to time. There's no reason for the house to be haunted or have demons in it or anything like that unless the land is cursed which i don't think it is and so i call that like a guardian angel visit just like your brother says about his wife you know you mm -hmm. even if it was like a demon in disguise i feel like there would be some nuance that you would pick up on that is different or mm -hmm. not 100% genuine. I could look at a twin of my mom and know it wasn't my mom. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. So, it's, yeah, you've, it's heard just, of the, um, you've heard of the Uncanny Valley effect? Mm-mm. So I've touched upon this on my show a couple times where, and it took me a bit to learn exactly what it was, but... If you can Google it, it'll it'll tell you what it is, but I'll give you a rundown. It's basically when you see something that's human in shape or proportion, but you can tell that it's not. So, for example, a picture of AI humans, you look at it, and you're like, yeah, that's not human. That's 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 a, that's AI, right? Yeah. Because it's we're supposed to as human beings look at another human being and recognize that it's another human being like legitimately a human being but if you see something that's disguising itself as a human such as ai or what what have you 
and you know it's not human, that's what's called the Uncanny Valley. So what about videos that we see of Secret Service agents that look like they're twitching out and and not, they don't have human-like, their body doesn't move naturally, their their posture isn't natural? Your brain, your human brain is detecting that it's not human. It's not real. I mentioned this to someone before and they were like, you're just, they're just supposed, they're supposed to be real stiff like that. And I'm like, no, they don't move naturally. They don't even look, they're all bald headed and shit. Like they don't even look human. Some of them service agents. Like I can send you a video after we get off this thing, but like they, there are even people that I've seen walking around in videos and and you just you're you're kind of like they could just be a really fucked up human being but at the same time in in your gut you're like am i even looking at a person right now right i feel like it could go both ways with that even if it's an ai image or you're looking at something that's not 100% authentically a human yeah i like when i look at videos of ai no matter how realistic it looks i can tell right off the bat as soon as i look at it before the video is in motion that's ai Mm -hmm. even with even with the voices it's like i know it's not a real person because it's lacking the soul factor that's i think that's what it is yeah it's not genuine right it's fake Mm -hmm. it's phony and I think I a lot of so many people that are fooled by it, though. It's crazy. I kind of get those vibes from Sleepy Joe. I'm just, and, and I don't care what anybody's political preferences or anything like that, but when I see that dude talking, he looks like a wax dummy. Yeah, and there's no way in hell that that guy is the same guy that was a senator before. He, he looks look- completely different. That's what I'm saying is, is it's like the soul factor thing, but this the facial movements aren't all the way there. Mm-hmm. And and just some of the the I don't even know if they're they're live streams at this point or just recorded and then put out to look like a live stream because it's very almost like robotic and rehearsed. I and think they're just trying to fool us. It's just it doesn't Honestly. it doesn't appear genuine to me at all like a human being would would talk or look or the facial expressions it's just all very like i said a wax dummy or some shit like that and they don't count on human beings to be able to discern the difference if it looks like it talks like it walks like it then it must be real not always vast majority of people i think are fooled uh but those of us who in our community we all know mm-hmm. like without a shadow of without a shadow of a doubt that that is not a real person it cannot be and look how bumbling like a bumbling fucking idiot he is like falling mm-hmm. up the stairs falling down the stairs shitting his pants in front of the pope all that shit. it's like there's no fucking way that this guy is the president of the united states of america yeah, and it's it did you ever <laughs> did you ever get the chance to watch the movie that came out called They Clone Tyrone? I did not yet. 
So I really do think that there's something going on with the clone thing. And I don't even know to what extent it plays in in people that we recognize as celebrities or political people. But it is very intriguing that it could just be like a, a body double that keeps malfunctioning. I mean, what things would you think a clone might have issues with? Continency right, and right. stairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that movie Multiplicity with Michael Keaton. The clone of a clone of a clone of a clone is going to be like the fucking stupidest thing, right? Even the gremlins. <laughs> I heard you guys talking about the gremlins on Master Debaters where that that one gremlin was fucking stupid because it was one of the further out ones right mm -hmm. spike was the main one i had a little rubber action little figure mohawk, spike. the little yeah, mohawk yeah. one but there's yeah. one where he's like fucking all cross-eyed and shit and he's all started <laughs> like that's what these that's what fucking joe biden is he's probably like a clone of a clone <laughs> yeah he's not a spike for sure no i no, think he's you not can both agree one. on that but um I did have another question though for you before we get into another subject but why do you think that all of this happened to you did you learn anything from it are you a better person for it even though it was kind of negative and scary would you go back in time and change anything or are you kind of glad that it happened i wouldn't go back in my life and change anything to be honest i think every experience that we have is for a purpose every person that we meet every person that we talk to whether they become long time friends or not they come and go i i miss people dearly that i met in grade one and wonder what they do now i don't know if they wonder what i do now but there's a reason why people come and go from your life and there's core memories that are created in each of these experiences. And that's why I wouldn't change anything because I don't think necessarily it made, made me a better person, but it, it made me a different you know, person or ponder who and what it is that I am or where I came from uh, before I was born, you know, um, everything connects really through your past, through your future. It's all like it's all pre-planned. I I I think I think so. Anyway, I think everything's pre-planned. It feels I that way too. when you look back at the past. It's like, fuck, that happened because of this. That happened because I had to learn this lesson and carry it forward to the future. You know, whether I'm a better person or not, like I'm humble enough to say I'm not fucking perfect. You know, but I can take these experiences and try to, you know, connect the dots and strive to be well, a better person think about this you meet people and i think uh, a lot of individuals have this problem is people come into your life for a reason a season or a lifetime in my opinion and we take the people who are meant to come in for a reason or a season and we try to turn them into lifetime people when really it's okay if they just move on and you kind of go your separate ways and it's all leading you to this end point because mm -hmm. like myself and my husband both had not so great relationships before we met each other. But when we look back on it, neither one of us would have met each other if we weren't with those other people. 
Like they actually were the catalyst right, that right. brought us together. Um, Unfortunately, okay, I'm not gonna curse you or anything, but if you guys were to separate mm-hmm. and be find somebody else, you would say the same fucking thing. But that's how it works, though, right? Right, right. You think that you're gonna every be single girlfriend or... I've had, every single girlfriend that I've had, I don't think except for one. I don't have any negative feelings towards them. Uh, But no, looking back again, that one person that I have negative feelings toward, again, it's part of the experience. I don't have any bad blood or issues with that person. I don't wish ill upon them. Um, I wish they could look at it from my perspective and say he was here for a purpose too right mm-hmm. and bring that and move forward right um but all the girlfriends i've had in my past like, i fucking miss them so much like <laughs> like i'm everybody in my past i'm like oh man like i miss them so much you know even if it was a brief encounter like i can look back and say oh man i wish you could just like see what he's up to or she's up to these days you know Maybe it's better to leave it in the past and ponder upon it, but that's my heart, right? Like, my heart is always like, oh, I wonder what this person's doing now, you know? You're like, a sentimental person, though, Davey. You really are. Yeah, I think you so, You have yeah. a big heart. And I think part of it, too, is um, once you realize that reality is not as black and white as most people think it is and there's so many divine appointments that we encounter every single day and you meet that makes the sentimentality even stronger it does and you know i have had friends come and go out of my life and i'll stop every now and again and wonder what they're doing or if they've had a baby yet or whatever the case is oh i wonder if they ever got married or I have had some friends that I'm still friends with to this day that I met like way back in high school and we g- would get in fights and I'd say, fuck you, bitch, and kill yourself or whatever girls <laughs> say to each other. And we're still yeah. best friends to this day. And um, sometimes I get nostalgic even about like friends who grew up around my mom. I would never want anything to happen to our friendship because there's not very many people I have in my life who got the chance to meet my mom. Yeah. So it's like very important to me to keep um, my best friend, Tiffany, especially because she would, she just like moved into my house one day and kind of never left. And my mom just assumed her as a third daughter. But I, yeah, I mean, you just meet people in your life and you're kind of soulmates. And I think that's what everybody is so yearning for. Absolutely, their soul tribe, and it's so hard to find them. It's very difficult. I mean, even when you think you found the right one, it it turns out not to be, and it's fucking heartbreaking and devastating. You know, even when I was a kid, I was like grade eight. What you're talking about just reminded me. Talking about your mother. When I was in grade, I think it was grade grade eight, seven or eight or something. But there was this girl, <clears throat> uh, Jennifer Van Forsh. I remember. I'll never forget mm-hmm. her name. Blonde girl, very pretty. You know, and I'm like, what, 11, 12 years old. And I had a super huge crush on her. I used to go to her uh, 
townhouse complex and we'd play in the playground and stuff, ride our bikes together. And I asked her one day if she wanted to be my girlfriend. And she said no. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, well, you know, she she was just saying, like, you want me to be your girlfriend? We're too young for that, right? <laughs> I'm like, I didn't have any any sec- anything sexual on the brain. I just wanted to be, her be my, my, my partner, right? Yeah, hold hands, give each other yeah. cooties the whole night. Exactly, yeah. And years later, when I was in high school, I found out she fucking died. What? Yeah, she she died really young, like before her twenties. I think it had something to do with like a like a heart murmur or something like that or something. No. And I was dev- I, I like I lost touch with her, right? But when I heard that, my heart just fucking sunk, and I was like, "No way!" Right? Mm-hmm. And now, like, I'm here. I am like forty, almost forty years later, and I'm still think about her from time to time. You know, who knows if people like that are the ones that were sent here for a purpose, left early, and now they're still a part of you on -hmm. the other side as a guardian. I think about that all the time. We don't know who our guardians are, but it could be people that we've encountered that past, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's anything's possible. Like I'm a big believer in anything's possible. Like people will say, Oh, do you think that, uh, you know, this whole Israel and Palestine thing is going to trigger world war three. And I'm like, I don't fucking know, but I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. And when I say that to people, they're like, you know, I guess you're right. <laughs> I, I don't mean, see really anything I mean, is possible. Like I don't I don't even assume to know what's going on anymore. Because uh-huh. I used to have like really concrete ideas of I think this will happen and then this will happen and then this will happen. And it doesn't always go that way. Even during COVID. I was like, well, yeah. this this is going to happen then, and then after this, and this. And people have kind of almost already forgotten it happened, and they don't care about conspiracy theories anymore. Like, they're just erasing yeah, that yeah. part of, of our history that I, that wasn't the biggest fucking scam job ever. Right, right. So I think the thing that we have to take away from that lesson is that anything is possible, but it might not go as how you think it will, will go, you know? In fact, it might go the opposite way, but be ready for the fact that anything is possible. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Be ready, though, for something. It just might not be what you think it is. (laughs) Um, Just be ready to keep fucking living life like you always do. Like, nothing could happen. Because I I think there's a lot of people out there, Julia. There's a lot of people, a lot of people that listen to my show that keeps sending me conspiracy related videos. And I don't look at like three quarters of them. I just like, Oh, another one, another one, another another one. I appreciate it, but I don't look at them. I've heard Matt say the same thing. Brian say the same thing. I don't look at them. I don't look at anything that's going to like put me down for the day. You know, I'm just like, Mm -hmm. dude, none of this shit might not be real. Some of the, most of this shit might not even be real. And some of the shit that people are predicting might not fucking happen. So Get out of your fucking fear bubble and just let your mind be free. If you're if you're a supposed follower of Christ, then you have no fucking fear of what's coming. That's true. And the thing for me about a lot of the videos that even I get sent 
And again, I don't watch the majority of them and it's nothing against the person sending them. It's just, no. if you look at TikTok, it's a lot of people making shit up and putting little TikTok videos out and stuff and Instagram reels. And then you go and you do a little bit of your own research on it. And none of it is true. None of it's it. Just yeah. like somebody made some shit up and they wanted to get like a lot of clicks on it or whatever. And, um, I, I feel like people get a little bit lazy as far as TikTok goes, because if they see it on TikTok, therefore it's true, which is not the case. Um, and I when I do an episode, I try to get down to the actual facts about what I'm talking about and try Absolutely, to yeah. like, you know, some type of resource where you could go and find some of the stuff that I'm talking about or a book you could read with with sources in it and i think people have gotten lazy about doing stuff like that and they're like well i saw it on tiktok and so they they posted a video and it also had pictures on it so it must be true yeah no that's not yeah. that's not how that works yeah no it's like i like i said like people send me so much shit and it's very intriguing and i'm like hmm, yeah man, you know that's could be true probably mm -hmm. not but it's very intriguing nonetheless, you know, I, I will humor it, but I'm not going to fucking t like swallow it. Like it's a fucking, like it's a medication, you know, like look at it and go, yeah, it's possible, but I doubt it, you know? Yeah. And here's the thing. But people believe this shit like wholeheartedly. And that's the thing with me. I've always said to people, cause I've had people ask me, Oh, you believe in conspiracies and shit? I'm like, I entertain the idea, but I don't believe everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I take everything with a grain of salt, you know, uh, wash it down with a couple beers and then enjoy my life. You know, like I, yeah, I entertain the fact that anything is possible, but I also believe that none of this could be real. We could all be being fucking fooled. Yeah, and my thing why I don't cover politics on my podcast is because the second you put the episode out, it's old news and something else has happened. We're moving on to a new topic now. That's old news. It, that was yesterday's yeah. news. Why am I going to... I will never be super political on my podcast because the second you bring something up, it's old fucking news. Absolutely, yeah. So... And God, God bless Ryan and Ghost for doing the cunt thing because... Man, it's got to be hard. up with that shit, dude. Nope. Like, I can't keep up with that. Like, God bless them for doing what they do. I enjoy their show, but like, holy fuck, man. You know, like, every video that somebody sends me, I can't cover that on my episodes. Like, mm -hmm. my episodes are the guests and what they have to say, and I'll chime in and we'll talk. But I, I can't, I can't keep bringing up topics that are coming up. I, I keep up with it in a sense that like I'm aware of these things going on, but I, I can't do an episode on it because it's just too fucking much. Now, if the news came out tomorrow and said that a bunch of people in Austin, Texas had fucking Ebola virus and they were fucking walking around like zombies, I'd probably cover that because, you know, I've watched a lot of zombie movies, as have you. And I want to be prepared for that shit. You know, double tap that ass. There is something exactly. you got to be prepared for if there's a zombie invasion. Now they're saying this zombie deer thing is going to be contagious to humans. And there's like a, it's it's happening more and more now in the U.S. And I'm like, 
Okay. If, we'll I, if I encounter a motherfucker with deer zombie virus, I will let you know. And <laughs> you and I can be worried about it at that point. <laughs> I gotta well, see it first. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's my bag too. It's like I gotta see it before I actually believe it. Um, I don't have faith in mainstream media, so none at all whatsoever. Yeah. Like one person got a boil on their ass after they went hunting, and now all of a sudden the zombie deer virus is contagious to humans. You know, buddy, go get that shit, Lance. You'll be fine. Yeah, but now there's <laughs> a vaccine for it, Davy, and you can oh, get yeah. a vaccine now for the zombie deer virus. This is where a conspiracy mind kicks in, right? <laughs> Awesome. But, um, so for the first time listener, if they want to check out more of your work or know more of what you have on your podcast, can you let the listeners know what you cover and where to find you? Certainly. Um, I am Davey Wavy, host of the Red Pill Cartel podcast. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Red Pill Cartel Podcast. Uh, from there, you can click my link tree in my bio. And you can find out where I am from there, any kind of platform. I just, I'm starting to release video content on YouTube uh, as long as there's nothing in there that's going to get me fucked up, you know. Uh, and it depends on whether the, the guest wants to do video or not. I'm going to be respectful about that. So not every episode is going to be on there. But, yeah, I'll throw some videos up there every now and then. Um, so, yeah, YouTube. uh I do some t- few TikTok videos, uh, trailers of my episodes. Uh, yeah, wherever, wherever you can find me, you can just Google me too. And I think you're kind of like me in the way that you'll have guests on. Um, if they've even had a paranormal experience or something like that, uh, can they just send you a direct message on Instagram? Or do you have like a special email for them to submit to? I do have redpillcartelpod at gmail.com. Um, anybody can hit me up anytime. I'm not going to ignore them. I'm a very friendly dude, uh, very personable, very social. And if you want to bring something to, to the table or just have a discussion with me on my show, then you're more than welcome. I can, you know, contact me. I can, we can set a date. And yeah, that's about it. Well, thank you so much, Davey, for sharing your experiences with me. I do not think that you're crazy because that would mean I'm crazy. Right. <laughs> I don't think I'm crazy, but yeah, thanks and, so and much. Like I, said, like I said, Julia, like the tagline of my show is where crazy feels like home, right? So if you feel crazy and you can't talk to anybody about certain things, I'm your guy. You know, and I'm sure hey, Julia is your the woman. Normal too. people are the crazy ones. Yeah, let's. let's <laughs> hey. So, with that being said, everyone, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. Into the further. further.